0: Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Rachel Active Podcast. My name is Rachel J. I am your host. I'm also a coach and the founder of Core 30. I am so excited to get stuck into today's episode. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you'll know that we do a combination of longer form conversations with some really amazing guests and I also deliver solo episodes that will give you some advice and tips to help you live an active and inspired life. So this is going to be one of those episodes and I'm so thrilled to get stuck into today's topic. So we're talking about lessons to which you can live an active and inspired life. I think a lot of the time we have dreams and goals, no matter what area of life that is in, that we want to pursue and these lessons have really helped me along my journey in life. It doesn't really matter what context, but any area of my life, these have really helped me to live with honesty, integrity and authenticity, which is kind of my motto for living. So a lot of these lessons actually I learned from my dad and my dad has been such a great teacher for me and during my childhood and growing up, he really explicitly taught me a lot of these lessons, meaning that he would pull me aside and we would have a little chat about these things. And I remember these moments really vividly. And these are some of the lessons that I really try to pull into my life and live my life by. It makes me feel like I am being the best person that I can be and also that will help in every area that I am applying myself to. So the first lesson is to always take responsibility for your actions and I feel like this is a pretty basic foundational lesson but it's probably one that we need to be reminded of and it's so easy to blame out of circumstances, blame other people, blame things outside of ourselves for the circumstances of our lives but with every action there is a consequence right and so we always have to remember that we have a responsibility to ourselves and also other people that we have the power to make those decisions depending on the circumstance and I suppose a good way to you know sort of have an example of this is perhaps you might be in a job or something, some sort of situation where you're not happy with it. I know a lot of people like complain about their bosses or complain about something, right? And the thing is that complaining about it and doing nothing about it isn't going to change the situation. So you've got to remember that you are choosing to be in that situation. So whether it's inaction or action, inaction is still a choice inaction is still your responsibility. In the case of a job or a boss that you don't like or something like that, of course, you know, you need to make a living and all that kind of thing. But, you know, it it doesn't have to be that way as in you can choose your response to that. If you decide to stay in that job, all the things that you don't like about it, it's not to say that you don't have things you don't like about it, but you have to accept them because you are choosing to stay in that job. Okay, so it's more about really understanding the responsibility part and of course there's never going to be you know something in life that we don't like we're not going to like everything about our lives at any given moment but really understanding that you do have the power you do have the choice to make those decisions and that will give you then a more empowered state And being in an empowered state means that you feel like you are in the driver's seat of your life rather than being a victim to things outside of you or outside of your control. So I think that's a really, really important one to remember that you have a choice and it's your responsibility to make that choice for yourself. And it's no one else's responsibility to do that for you. Lesson number two, I really love this one because I feel like it's driven my choices in my career specifically throughout my life. And that is to find something that you love to do and find a way to make a living doing it. My dad, I remember this specifically because I was going through the year 10 thing where you have to go out and do work experience and and kind of figure out maybe what you might like to do when you finish high school. And he took me aside and had this conversation with me to say that don't feel like you need to become a lawyer or a doctor or something of the sort because they earn a lot of money. Because just because you earn a lot of money doesn't mean that you're going to be happy. You're going to be working in your job for a lot of hours of your life. So you want to make sure that it's something that you enjoy to do that uses the skills, the natural skills and talents and abilities that you've been given and find a vocation don't find a job. So really the difference between a job, I guess, is that you are trading your time for money. And sometimes, yes, we have to do that uh, by necessity because of we have to live and pay our way through life. But, you know, I've been afforded the luxury of being able to choose a vocation or choose a passion, something that I like to do and then find a way to make a living doing it. And I think that's what's really propelled me into the most difficult career paths possible. You know, I. Um, set out to become a, a journalist or a writer or something of the sort in media and communications uh, and then decided to become an actress instead and it's like the hardest thing that you could possibly try to do. Most actors are out of work. 99% of actors are out of work at any one time and I went in knowing that that was the case but I really wanted to give it a go. So that led me to there and, and you know, all the kind of business things that I've done in terms of health and fitness has, has again come from this – idea of find something that you love to do and find a way to make a living doing it. So I'm very fortunate that I get to now being in health and fitness, make a living doing what I love. I absolutely love coaching. I love writing programs. I love seeing the results of my work impact people's lives in a really positive way. But it also means that I am fulfilled in what I'm doing. It doesn't mean that I don't have shit days where I, you know, feel low in energy or things like that, like with anything. But overall, ultimately, I really, really love what I do. So find something that you love to do and find a way to make a living doing it. Lesson number three, I feel like this is pretty, a, a basic foundational lesson, and but perhaps one that's not been explicit in a lot of households. Uh, my dad was like, Don't be a racist. (laughs) And, you know, perhaps it is a little bit more in the forefront of my mind and my family's mind because, you know, I do have Asian heritage. And growing up in a predominantly Caucasian country means that, you know, I am the minority and I have been my whole life. And so it is something that is in my awareness. I have experienced racism not too badly throughout my years growing up and, you know, oftentimes it's casual racism um, and people don't really know that they are being racist, to be honest. But I think having an awareness about that, you know, my dad would go on to say that we are all human. So no matter what your skin colour is on the outside, inside, we're all the same. Fundamentally, we're all human. Our bodies all operate in the same way, generally speaking. And we all go through life having human experiences. We all experience the gamut of being human. And so to be really conscious and aware of that when you are dealing with other people and have compassion, even if you don't have full understanding, because of course, you know, you're not really going to understand completely what it is like to walk in somebody else's shoes, but as much as you can come from a point of understanding and, if anything, just a point of trying to learn more and be inquisitive about their experience because it is different and no one wants to be discriminated against purely off the way that they look. You know, we were – we're all born and no one really decides to be born a certain race. You kind of come out into this world, you happen to be a certain uh, ethnic background, cultural background – And that is the life that you've been given. And so I think to treat people with respect and to treat people equally is a really important point. And I think it is dissipating somewhat. There is a lot more awareness around it these days. But, you know, just to have it in your consciousness, I think is a really important point. Lesson number four is there is always going to be someone richer than you. And there's always going to be someone poorer than you doing better or doing worse. So you want to focus on what you do have and be grateful for that. I think it's so important now, especially with social media. I mean, we are exposed to the insides of people's lives a lot more than perhaps we once were. And the comparison piece, which I've touched on before, is, is really huge. And it can create a lot of mental and emotional stress with people if you are constantly looking at other people who you perceive to be doing better than you in whatever way that might be. It could be career success. It could be relationship success, what have you. And then feel a bit bad about yourself because of where you are in your life. But, you know, one of the things that has been such a blessing for me is to have this awareness around the fact that I am so blessed to live in Australia and have grown up in Australia. We are afforded such luxuries here that perhaps we take for granted. And, you know, there are things like running water that we have, you know, you turn on the tap, you get water. Not everybody has that in this world. We are able to go to the grocery store and Buy food. Not everybody has that. You know, even just in a broader context, if you're living in Australia or any sort of Western civilised, you know, sort of community or society – we have certain infrastructure that's in place that we probably also take for granted. We've got roads, we've got public transport. If you're in Australia, our education is government subsidized. So, you know, you go on to university, the government is going to pay for most of that. And a lot of countries around the world, a lot of people around the world don't have those luxuries. And so to be able to focus back in on the things that you do have in your life will help you immensely with your emotional And mental health. And I think it's really important for you to learn how to do this for yourself, especially when you're not feeling amazing or you see something on social media or any kind of media outlet, which maybe it could be inspirational, but there's a point where it, it can be detrimental. So just to really understand where your focus is at when it comes to those kinds of things. The next lesson, this is lesson number five. I really love this lesson and that is to listen to that quiet inner voice within and this is something that I've grown up with and my dad has always reiterated this point that no matter what the particular situation is Uh, Even if my parents don't agree with it or people outside me don't agree with it, there's a voice within each of us that will guide us through our lives and to make sure that we listen to that voice. And you might have a different name for it. It could be a gut feeling, could be intuition, could be soul. Depending on your approach, you might have a spiritual practice or something that you have some sort of other terminology for it. The name of it doesn't really matter as long as it's meaningful to you. But this quiet inner voice that my dad refers to is so important because it's that part of you that knows things that no one else knows and you're the only one that can really hear that voice. And so I guess it's like fine-tuning that connection. It's like working a muscle. You've got to listen to it and take action on it and then it becomes a little bit more habitual But we want to make sure that we tune into that because I think a lot of wisdom comes from that voice. And you'll have situations in your life where you know that you've been in a situation, it hasn't felt right, but you've continued on and and done it anyway and then something bad happens, right? We've all had those moments where we've done that. You might have been in a relationship, you might have been in a job, you might have been making a decision and you kind of over overrode that voice even though you knew deep down something wasn't right that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about with this and I think it's just really important to remember that the answers that you seek I know we've heard this one before the answers that you seek are within you and so meditation I feel like is a really great practice to get into to hear this voice I have spoken about That connection with intuition. Meditation is a great one for me. I like to write and writing for me is a really great, firstly, meditation practice, but also connecting to that part of yourself that is very quiet, actually, you know, your mind, your self-talk, that tends to be a lot louder. Opinions of other people, voices outside of ourselves tend to be a lot louder. And so, it's important to find those quiet moments to sit with yourself and Ask yourself those questions that you need answers to because you will have the answer. Uh, Maybe not straight away, but eventually you will get the answer. Lesson number six is don't be afraid of failure. And one of the greatest things about this lesson is that it has guided me through my life, which means that I have many, many failures. And I think a lot of people tend to be fearful of failure, which stops them from pursuing the goals and dreams that they may have and also maybe relationships or any other kind of, you know, area of your life where you feel like you may get rejected or you may fail, Um, it, it can stop you. And so my dad would say to me, there's really no point in being scared of something because you don't know, you know, obviously the unknown can be scary, but if you give it a go and it doesn't work out, you can always just try something else, you know, and it's through failure that we learn really important lessons and this is really why I like to talk about rejection and failure on the podcast with a lot of my guests because we all have experienced this, we all experienced rejection Aside from feeling a little bit crappy when it actually happens in the moment and no one likes to be rejected and no one likes to fail. That's just a given, you know. And so it's not that it's a pleasurable experience necessarily, but when it stops you from moving forward in the direction that you really want to go and live the life that you really want to live, that's when it becomes a problem. And so, yes, it may be uncomfortable in the moment. Yeah, your ego might get a little bit of a hit, you know, especially if you fail in front of people, that could be embarrassing. You know, I know for me as an actor, there's been many, many times on stage when you do something ridiculous and you look like an idiot. And yeah, it's embarrassing sometimes. Or, you know, you might um, you might be rejected. You might put yourself out there and, I don't know, in a dating situation, you might kind of reach out to somebody that you like and they reject you and that feels a little bit shitty. But, you know, you would rather have tried and given it a go than not tried at all and not know the answer to it. And I think that's the way that I've always framed failure and rejection for myself because if you do give it a go later on, you're never going to look back and go, I wish I had done that and I regret not doing that. You're never going to regret the things that you tried, you know, and I think that's a really great way to approach failure and rejection for yourself. The next lesson, lesson number seven Is have courage to act in spite of your fear. So it is a little bit related to the previous lesson, but this one is actually from a book that my dad recommended me to read. And the book is called Courage, The Joy of Living Dangerously. And it explains how courage is not the lack of fear. It doesn't mean that you don't. Get scared, or you're not fearful, but it is having the courage to move forward and find a way to do it anyway and embrace the fear. And I think it is a little bit scary, obviously, and easier said than done, definitely. But again, if you can muster the courage and cultivate that skill of feeling the fear and doing it anyway. There's going to be so many life experiences that you have, whether that's in your health and fitness journey or in life in general, that you will get to experience because of having this skill and cultivating your courage muscle essentially. And I know for me, I was, when I was introduced to this idea by my dad. I was going through a really hard time when I was in LA. I lived in LA on and off for several years as an actor. In itself, going to LA is a scary thing as, you know, a very young um, girl, but also then trying to pursue this big dream of, you know, becoming a Hollywood actress. And I actually suffered from anxiety when I was there. And and this was one of the books that my dad had said, you know, read this, this is going to help you. And that is what really got me through my very first trip to LA and I was terrified. I was really, really scared. And I went back, I think I made, you know, another nine trips back to LA. So I was freaking scared, but, you know, I think that understanding that this is how you grow, you know, moving through your fear, you look back at those moments. Now I look back at LA and think what an amazing time that I had. And I'm so proud of myself for being able to push past the fear and continue to keep going on my journey and what I got out of it was such an amazing experience overall that I grew so much as a human and was able to live independently of my parents and pursue this big dream and you know it's one of the most rewarding experiences that I now look back on with a lot of fondness. Lesson number eight is I think this one's so important, but I feel like we maybe don't touch on this very much. Express your emotions, don't bottle them up and don't hold resentment. So, you know, I think too, this is particularly prevalent for boys and men, because I guess in the culture that we live in, a lot of men are taught to not show their feelings. Girls too, I think it's across the board but to not be afraid to show your emotions and and feel them and you know not kind of bottle them up i think it it is detrimental to you if you do and i think one of the things that i've learned also now being a coach and having done all my studies in neurolinguistics and human behavior and all that kind of stuff is that you want to allow the emotions to process through the body because if you avoid them or if you suppress them, they don't actually go anywhere. You still hold on to them, and that's where things like illnesses and things can accumulate in the body because it's a buildup of this emotional stress that is in your body. And so The best way I feel to do this is to emote. So you don't know what that is. It's literally if you feel sad, cry, get the emotions out and allow yourself the space. Now, most of the time, you know, we're so busy in our lives that – Obviously, you don't want to break down and cry when you're in the middle of work or you need to be presentable in front of people or whatever. So pick the time, but set aside that time consciously to have some time with yourself to process the emotions. I know for me, I definitely need to be alone. And I've touched on this in another episode as well, where I need to process my emotions and allow myself the space. And again, I'll emote. So if I do feel like crying, I will cry and I'll just let it out. If I feel like sobbing on the floor, I will sob on the floor and get it out. And I will also write. So that also helps me get the emotions out of my body. And then I feel fresh and clear. My mind is clear. My emotions are clear. My body is clear. So that when I do need to be in front of people, that I am not trying to hold my shit together, basically. Sometimes we have to do that, of course. But you need to allow the space to get the emotions out as well so that, you know, you can sort of move forward or at least kind of take steps to processing those emotions. And you will feel much better for it. You know, it it doesn't feel great when you're going through it, but you will feel better after it. So those are the lessons, guys. These are such important lessons that I feel are so valuable. And I'm so grateful to my dad for having taught these to me because, it's what I've carried through since my childhood and it's really helped me in life to be able to live the life that I do today and to be able to, I guess, self-manage. So it really does come down to self-awareness and being able to be conscious of your actions, your thoughts, your beliefs and what you are putting out into the world. My overarching statement for living my life is really to live a life with honesty, integrity and authenticity and all of these lessons really help me do that. But it is one of those things where you are or oh, I don't feel like I'm perfect at all of them, but they're just guides for me and you know, to live an inspired life that's true to you these will really help you. So I really hope that, you know, you've taken these on board and maybe give them a go and see how you feel after doing them if you haven't already been doing some of these. And I really hope you enjoyed this episode, guys. Please make sure you screenshot this episode and share it to your IG stories, tag at RachActive, and I'll catch you on the next episode of the Rage Active podcast.